We're here. <laughs> uh, I love it when we start with a giggle. I think it's just so essential to kick these things off. It's like we do a few warm up exercises and we dive in the last podcast, summer 2022, before we go quiet for the month of August and then come back in September. How do you feel? Calm comes to mind. Mm. Calm. Calm. Yeah. My sweet friend Hero repeats the mantra, I am calm, radiant, and unstoppable. And whenever I hear calm, I never hear a period. I always see a comma. And I'm like, you are calm, radiant, and unstoppable. And then you get yeah. to unstoppable and nothing about unstoppable feels calm to me. I would say calm, relentless, and efficient. Oh, yes. That is Those so are nice. like my, you know, if my and the comma yes. is relentless and efficient. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So we're diving in and we wanted to send one last podcast out into the universe to say, enjoy your summer, enjoy August, enjoy wherever this next month will take you before we jump back on the mic in September. And I love your approach to preparing to be out and preparing to come back and recognizing, you know, we honor the privilege that it is to be able to take some downtime in order to come back in September. So I want to go there with you on this pod today. And I also want to talk about the preparation before, and then we're going to talk about the during and leave some hangers for people to be excited for September. Great. So tell me, number one, you know, we've talked about this quite a bit and it will never get old because whether you're going away for a weekend, for a week long trip, or perhaps a few weeks, what is essential for you in the preparation of taking that time away? You know, it's so great. It's a great question. So I wrote that down. So I make sure that I answer it and I'm going to talk a bit about it because there's different trips that you go on. There's work trips, there's personal vacations, there's retreats, there's development, there's conferences. So I guess it depends on the context for me, but when I know how to prepare it, what am I going to, therefore, what am I coming back to? So when I prepare, I look at what is required upon my return. Mm, Yeah. Is that a step one? I don't want to say too much. I just want to go like that to be prepared. I don't only think about where I'm going. I think about the journey back. Mm -hmm. And do you have a nugget of when you think of the journey back, what is one thing that you'll do to be prepared for the journey back? You know, what comes to my mind first, I'm sure there's many things I do. And maybe, you know, cause you've seen me come mm-hmm. back and journey there. And one thing that I do is that I make sure that when I come back, there's not a long to-do list or I make sure that I am not overwhelmed by the circumstances upon coming back. Mm -hmm. So I clean my office so I don't have to come back. I consider what do I bring so that when I come back, I can pick up where I left off. It feels like I didn't leave myself in a messy situation Yeah. or I come back to making sure that maybe there's groceries in the fridge so that I don't have a long to-do list to then go get milk or coffee, like just some essentials. When I leave, I make sure that the sheets are clean and the laundry's done. So I don't come back to laundry. 
Beautiful. Yes. And on and on and on. You see, like, yes, I come back to my garbages are empty because I didn't miss a beat with garbage day. Yes. These are essentials. I want to riff off of that and say what I'm committed to doing in preparation to coming back is cleaning up my messes. So you will come back to a clean office and I'm going to invert that and say, I'm not going to leave with any messes unkept. You know, it's like, take care of them, take care of them now, take care of them and mourn whatever the fallout may be of them and know that they've been cleaned up and then you get to carry on. So that feels like something I I'm really committed to in taking the time off to come back prepared. Yeah. What I hear in that is if sometimes what can happen is we put things off and then what happens is, is when we're on vacation or a work, whatever it is, those things weigh heavy. Yes. And so it's really challenging for our minds to feel like it's vacating something or letting go of stress, tension, mm-hmm. fr- whatever that is, because it's still on our minds. Mm-hmm. And so to yes. truly go on a break, have some rest, we need to close up some conversations or have some, or at least begin them so that we can say, I know we're not going to complete it here and I need to begin it. Beautiful. Yes. So first of all, I want to acknowledge that you just shared what might feel as like rudimentary. I'm going to clean my office. I'm going to take care of my kitchen and my sheets. And it's never rudimentary. And I love that you went to like personal essentials. I was speaking with a great client today. They're in the finance space. And, you know, she said, there's an older group, an older generation of leaders And they say often, I wish we could go back to 1997. Things were just so much more simpler then. The client said, we never had to think about investing in our people. Every time I talk to you, you tell me I have to invest in the development of my people. And they are self-proclaimed capitalists that we're here to make money. And you come to me and want to spend my money on people. And, you know, like, what's the point? And I just looked at this beautiful human and said, who's going to make you your money and how do you treat them? And if you're not in the business of making their lives better, why does $1 matter? And I said, when was the last time you asked them about their sleep or about how they move their body or about what was really going on in their lives while respecting the boundaries that you are not a therapist, you're not their parent. And how do you even know how to have those conversations to create a thriving place to work? And he just looked at me and I said, you know, the cost of investing in your development of your people is so much less than the cost of talent acquisition, like customer acquisition or of retention. And who's looking at those numbers. And I think of that often when I think of these simple tasks that seem simple and they're so important that says who or when are you spending your time doing your laundry, getting ready, having the pantry full of a few essentials for your return, cleaning your office. What is it like if you spend 30 minutes and you purge, you clean out your office, so you come back and it feels lighter. And I think it's relevant in development. It's relevant in taking summer holiday. It comes up everywhere. And those cleaning, cleaning up the conversations, cleaning up the mess. Ah, I just love it. So I just needed to tell you a little bit of a client story that says, yeah, Yeah. welcome. It's not 1997. We need to be prepared. Absolutely. Okay. The simple things do matter because it's called mental health for me. And what we sometimes take for granted or go too far with is forgetting about what we need. 
Mm-hmm. And if we make those lists, what do I need? What do I need for feeling grounded? What do I need for feeling calm? What do I need to be successful today? Mm-hmm. Some of them aren't always like clear out my inbox, reply to a client. Mm-hmm. It's like to even clean out your inbox, what is required? Yes. Right. To even sit down and feel successful right away without even doing anything. What is required? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Sess. Then let's go into the list because it's not that there is a list and there may be a list. Who knows your relationship with lists called summerification. And I'm going to preface this with, you know, we used to close for one week in August and we called it for summer vacation. And last year we sat and said, we have a limited summers left in our lives. How are we going to spend them? And with whom are we going to spend them? And what would it really be like if we took time to invest in making memories outside of our inboxes? And that's what we're doing this year. So in the name of August, in the name of making memories, what are you going to do when you're out of office? (laughs) I love it so much. You know, I like to do things and develop myself and I really love to rest. So there's going to be elements of non-doing, which is doing right. And action in itself, there's going to be an element of creating. We're opening a studio in Chilliwack on August 3rd called land. So some of the vacation is going to be spent opening this incredible studio. Peter and I are leading a yoga teacher training a hundred hours. <laughs> Just some fun things. And then I am going to spend time with the kids and it's going to be so incredible. They are going to their first time sleepover camp. That's going to be so great. They have their dance camps and then, you know, just being the mom in the neighborhood that welcomes the children to come and play a bit of everything. A bit of everything. And I just love that you're opening a studio in a beautiful new location that's so thirsty for what will be offered. And that's amazing. And then on the other side of it, there are still spots open, I believe, for yoga teacher training, which is one week long. So like an intensive week to wrap up the summer. And that feels like such a sweet offering. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, juicy. And then kids and memories and you're going to get popsicles and, you know, like scraped knees. And I love it. You know, what does Luna have her scooter? Is it her scooter that she scoots around on? They have scooters and rollerblades. Like these kids are truly blessed to like roam around this neighborhood and go door to door. And like, they're gone for hours sometimes. I'm like, and they're at so-and-so's house. Like, It's kind of like that book where she wasn't allowed to play, you know, in a white dress. I don't know if you saw this and she wasn't allowed to get dirty. Mm -hmm. And then finally the lady that was caring for her created a dress for her in every single activity that she did. So when she played in mud, she had a Brown dress when she ate creamsicle, she had, so I'm like, these kids just like run around and get scrapes. And, and you know what, that is my biggest joy because what I keep flashing to in this conversation. And so maybe it's noteworthy. So I have two kids. I've had them for 11 years. Cause he's the oldest Bodhi. And I was a working mom and I wouldn't have my summers off. And I traveled a lot and I put the kids in camp with my friends. Cause we were all new moms and we would just put them in the same camp so we could work every day. And it got to the point where I felt a lot of guilt for not mm-hmm. being with them. Mm-hmm. 
it got to the point where I felt a lot of guilt for not being with them. And so I want you to know that it's such a blessing Mm -hmm. to be able to choose how do I want to spend time with them Mm -hmm. and how do I want to spend time with them and not go to a place of, I wish I would have had this when they were Mm -hmm. younger because everything happens for a reason. And I'm so grateful that I have time with them now. Absolutely. You have time with them now. Another dear friend recently lost her mother and her best friend this year. And she shared, I'll never forget what it was like to have these moments. And that's what these moments are where you spend time, whatever age they are, it's the perfect age, whoever they are, it's the perfect time. And she just said, you know, relationships are everything relationships or everything, your relationship with your kids, with yourself, the act of doing nothing. Absolutely. So I'm going to take a page out of a dear friend of team Corker, Kate Wharton and Kate Wharton recently had some time away from her business. And I caught myself and thank goodness that friends give us take twos. Mm -hmm. I said, Wardy, what are you going to do with all of this time you have? She said, nothing. I was like, got it. She said, it's not about nothing. It's about not having this thriving, striving list all the time of going here and going there and coming back from a vacation to need a vacation. And what is it really like to rest? And what is it really like to have? And these are her words, a mini goal. So she had a mini goal or a micro goal every day. And it could be get an iced latte or drink my coffee with a book outside. It's the only thing on my to-do list and whatever else happens today will happen. It could be, I go to the farmer's market. I walk my dog on a new trail. And the idea of it is that you set that micro goal the night before, and then you do it the next day. So it's not some daunting list. If you're inspired by lists, it's a beautiful thing. And what I'm actually going to challenge myself with, because I live for the list, And I'm so aware of it. I live for the dopamine hit of crossing something off the list. I live for the chemical reaction that exists in my brain that says I've achieved something. And I just need to know how you turn that off long enough to restore yourself. Because am I going to live my life? And is my last day going to be like, did I cross everything off my list? And is that going to be a life that I'm so proud to have lived? So I think that my goal before we close down will be to say, have I had every conversation I've needed to have? And have I taken care of things to clean up my spaces physically and electronically that need to be cleaned up? And then I need to say, what is the most micro, beautiful, impactful thing I can do each day? Just one. And what would that look like? And I feel really excited. And like, quite frankly, I don't think I've ever taken space in this way. Mm. So I think the other thing I'd want to share is that it kind of feels scary. Like, what, what will I do? The strawberries can't be picked in August. The blueberries will be done. The apples aren't ready yet. Like, I get to sit. So that can be scary for some people, for sure. And I hear you. It's like one thing. Some people have to, there's a have to have one thing, one focus, and it's all about knowing yourself, right? Because if that works for you, do it. Don't be hard on yourself for having a goal on your time off. I'm just going to share what came up when you shared that. One thing that, you know, I work with clients on is 
if you have a day off or a week transitioning from job to job, or, you know, maybe you have a week summer vacation, not with your family alone. Sometimes what happens is we fill it up with the shoulds or the list that we've been putting off, like doctors that, you know, things that are open during the week. And what I would really encourage everyone to do is have that list for sure. There are things in our lives that are called managing our lives that are important and don't fill your vacation or your time off with that. Because then what might not happen is that rest, that pause. And when we have the pause to clear our minds, that's where creativity, innovation, that's when we become our best selves and show back up at work and people go, wow, you look so fill in the blank, rested, peaceful, energized. We just want to make sure that we set an intention for how do we want to come back? (laughs) (laughs) Here it goes. Because we don't want to come back drained and then feeling like we need a break. Totally. Absolutely. And again, I say this from a place of privilege, that it's a beautiful thing to take time of rest. Rest is a privilege. It's not lost on us. And however you're able to find rest is so essential. And what I feel like I'm hearing from every area, you know, whether it's hearing about people's sleep patterns, it's about a nutritionist or, you know, how you move your body. It's about less. It's about rest. It's about coming back to that phase of restoration. And we were chatting about coaching clients and some of the conversations that come up and there's a deep seated current under the water, you know, that deep level of ripple that's called, do we really love our bodies? Mm -hmm. And when we were speaking of that earlier today, we said, you know, there's no season to loving your body. And I bring that up because I think especially summertime, if you're in our hemisphere, you know, it's hot, you're wearing less, we can be perhaps not everyone judgmental of our bodies. And then we want to do things to change that state of being. And in these moments of rest is running away is changing all of these things in our lives, really the most important thing to be doing to come back and feel fill in that blank. So it can be a time for newness. And I would just offer that there's no season to loving your body and we don't need to, whatever your relationship is with your body during this, may you love your body all year long and not fill it with things to run away from, or, you know, how do I say that in a way that lands us? I wonder if what we're also talking about is when we take these breaks, especially this season right now in this way is that we can be hard on ourselves. Sometimes when the quiet happens, that's when our minds get busier. And so I think the whole thing is perhaps we all want to feel good. And I think the question for us would be, how can we feel good throughout whatever this break is or all the time? How can we feel good and know that the choices that we're making, whether good or bad contributes to how we feel in every moment? Yes, absolutely. I've been working with someone who's on a half marathon running program and she said, you know, I don't feel good right now. And I said, the only point of everything in life is to feel good. If it doesn't feel good, stop, stop, stop. And it doesn't mean you don't push through when it's hard. Right. Yeah may it feel good. May it feel good when it feels hard. And if it doesn't check yourself, let it feel good. Feel good is the whole point. Yeah. You nailed that. Okay. you got something else. Well, you mentioned rest and I hear you. And what you're saying is that people may not have a month to rest. 
got it. It's incredible if it happens. It's actually extraordinary, right? And yeah. if it doesn't, we can find rest in every day. And so it really comes back to choices for anyone that's listening or mm-hmm. wants the rest. Don't dream about one day when you get to vacate or go on vacation. Just know that if you get a reflexology done, right? You're sitting in a chair, someone is doing your reflexology on your feet. Mm-hmm. Rest. Yeah. Don't pick up your phone and work. Yeah. Close your eyes. Or if you're not driving and you're in the back seat, rest. Yeah. Out the window. Yeah. If you're on the bus, you're scrolling through rest, put your phone. Like I'm just saying there's yeah. moments in our day when you're eating lunch, monotask, get away from yeah. your computer, eat your lunch. Yeah. Yeah. May you digest well. Yeah. There's moments every day that we can rest. And if we do these practice, these moments every day, guess what happens? We feel rested. Mm, yes. Another friend who I actually run at the track with is recovering from COVID and that has really, really knocked her out. And she said, what it's taught me is that I need to rest. And if I didn't get this, I wouldn't know that like, what I really need is an afternoon nap. I need 10 minutes of rest. Yeah. And now she integrates that into her day every day. She goes to work, she goes into the office and she takes time in the afternoon where she just must rest. And she said, in sitting with this rest, I'm able to see life and see things in a different way. And to your point, it doesn't need to be about multiple tasks ever. It doesn't need to be about long periods of time. There's brief moments of time that we can take this practice on. And I will say that in preparation for August, I found myself starting to write a list. I was like, in August, I'm going to do these things. And you know, in August, I was going to bake a strawberry pie. And in August, I was going to call my doctor. Like, Sess, right from your words, like life things, fun things. And so, you know what I did? I baked the freaking strawberry pie last <laughs> night because I didn't want to wait till August. And I called the yeah. doctor and I said, yes. let's book an appointment in September because yes. I don't want to come see you in August. <laughs> and it needs to be done. And so these things are so beautiful that I said, what, what if we don't wait until August? And how do I still stay responsible, of course? Mm-hmm. And the most responsible thing to do is to bake a pie for your friends today. You mm-hmm. don't ever need to wait. You bake the pie today and then you eat it and it's called a Tuesday and that's a beautiful day to eat a pie. Mm-hmm. So I love this. I want to end our podcast test with one word and you said it, you said, I will come back feeling blank. And what is your September intention that you will come back feeling blank? Mm-hmm. Two words, creative mm-hmm. and innovation. Yeah. Gosh, well, the vibe is high at the Corker Co. right now because you took them right off the tip of my tongue. And I would say that we are creative, we are innovative, and we are radiant because there will be some new lights coming from this. And I'm pumped. I'm pumped for that. Well, go forth and may have a beautiful month and have new audio stimulation. And we'll be back with Uncorked in September. Oh, hey. Before we go for the summer, I just wanted to let you know the CorkerCollective.com is here for you no matter the day, 24-7. We have online offerings and you can tune in. We have coaches you can book with and we have cohorts that will start in September. And we'd love for you to register. You know what else we'd really, really love? A review of our podcast. We recently went through a technical snafu. I don't know if Mercury was in retrograde or if things were just weird on the web. We've started fresh. 
Uncorked, the podcast is available for you to listen to, including all of our archived episodes, yet don't have any reviews. Would you be so kind to check it out and give us a rating? Five stars is pretty sweet. And to that end, go forth and have a beautiful summer. May you always make memories you're excited to remember.